Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Hey, what's up? John Sonimus here. Just want to take a moment to tell you about an awesome sponsor we have at Simple Programmer, which is Hire.com. I'm sure you know how frustrating it can be to search for a new job. Pushy recruiters trying to recruit you for jobs you have no interest in, jobs you apply for but you never hear from again, and worst of all, going through a whole interview process only to get a ridiculously lowball offer. Well, Hired.com has solved these problems. Hired flips job searching on its head. It actually puts you in control of the job search by letting you fill out one simple application and then having employers actually apply to hire you. How cool is that? You also get access to your own career coach to help you get your next job. Hired has access to over 4,000 employers with big names like Facebook. Plus, your profile is automatically hidden from current and past employers. Oh, and they pay you to get a job. Anyway, as a Simple Programmer listener, if you use the link Hired.com slash Simple Programmer, you can get double the normal $1,000 hiring bonus and get $2,000 when you find your next job on Hired. Just go to Hired.com slash Simple Programmer to get started. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast, a short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey, what's up? John Sonmez from simpleprogrammer.com. So I got a, I got a special treat for, for some of you here. Some of you are going to be upset and say, oh, why are you interviewing that guy? But you know what? Yeah, have you, how long have you been subscribing to my channel? Do you really do you really think anything is off limits at this channel? Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. So I, I got someone here who's actually uh, who, who I think can help a lot of you. I, I think I think we we actually share a lot of viewpoints on the subject I've talked about. And so just a just a pre warning for those of you that uh, that don't like this type of content or aren't interested. This will be about being more of a man this will this will go into the the playlist of being more of a man and attracting women playlist here on simple programmer so if you're not into that that's cool you know we can still be friends we can still talk about computers and software development and and other stuff but uh but i know that a lot of you do need help with this area and i've got the i've got the man that can help you with this and i'm not, I'm not exaggerating because he's come from a background of very similar to probably what a lot of you and i know that you have this background because you've emailed me and you've said I, you know i can't talk to women i'm shy i i don't have experience uh but uh but anyway without further ado let me uh let me introduce rsd max uh so so welcome rsd Hey, how's it going? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your awesome show here, John. I appreciate that. And um, uh, yeah, let's roll. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering why there's why it looks like I'm inside a spaceship, I'm darkening my room so I can sleep better. Uh, <laughs> there you go. A, you know, that's like one of the things we're doing. We're not only talking about like how to pick up chicks and stuff like that. It's also a lot about like health. Um, uh, working out, I'm wearing my workout clothes, going to the gym later, um, eating healthy, sleeping healthy, and so on and so forth. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. And okay. you, you prefer to go by RSD Max, Max, or Maximilian? What should I call uh, Max is fine. Right. Max, Max is the shortest of these, so we'll just do that. All right. Where are you, where are you at right now? Uh, right now, I'm residing in Helsinki. 
I've been traveling the world for three years now. Uh, I think it started with early 2014, so two and a half, almost three years now. I traveled the world three times, three world tours, giving seminars. And um, as cool as that sounds, you know, oh, you get paid to travel the world. I also was like really looking forward to move somewhere and just be there and have an apartment. And um, quality of living in Helsinki is extremely high. Women are extremely attractive and um, the internet is good. <laughs> that's, that's all I needed. There you go. There you go. So, so tell me a little bit about your background for, for, for our watchers here. Like where, where did you kind of come from? What, what, what kind of set you on this journey? Cause I think there's like, you know, you're, you're one of those people where there's a clear, like before and after, like there's like this, you know, some people go through gradual transitions and changes, but it's like, I think when you look at your previous life versus your current life, there's a very distinct, it's not, it's not a gradual trend. It's like, this is a sharply different person. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, there, there was a gradual, uh, you know, transition. It's, it was just a fast gradual transition. So, yeah. you know, whenever, whenever I tell people like, oh, I'm a, I'm a dating coach, right. Or, or a pickup coach, if you want to call it like that. Um, I was like, um, they always think like, oh, you know, you must be like, well, you must've been one of those kids in school that got all the girls and, you know, like you've always been, uh, rhetorically, awesome at things and you good at expressing yourself and stuff like that. But for me, it was actually the opposite. I was not a natural with those things. You know, remember I always had a crush in, in middle school, in elementary school, and high school, and I never, never talked to them. You know, yeah. I would, I would like see them in my classroom for four years, but for four years, never grew the balls to talk to them. And uh, so I was like, I was extremely shy when it came to that. Um, so, you know, I was, I was actually at the age of 20 when I was kind of like waking up and I thought to myself, Hey, okay, you need to do things like, uh, stop procrastinating, stop wishing, stop hoping that right. the magic girl is just going to appear and, and things like that. Right. You got to do shit. Like for me, it was really this epiphany, like get up and go get what you, what you want. And for me, you know, I was a 20 year old dude. I wanted to have all these experience. Right. I was like, I want to have sex with girls and maybe get a girlfriend and, and go out and, and kiss a girl, you know, like I never had any of that. Uh, you know, I would go to my, and I, I grew up in Austria on the Austrian countryside in a 5,000 people cow town. You know, we had this like one village disco and I would go there as a teenager. Uh, you know, you could go to discos as a teenager in Austria. And um, I would like see random guys, you know, hooking up with girls and kissing them. And I'm like, I don't, I have no idea how the hell I would be able to do that. Right. Like I just didn't know. You know, I'm playing a lot of video games, uh, listening to metal and stuff like that. And so I, I was I was 20 years old and I saw, I thought I got to change that. And at that time I had moved to Vienna, which is the capital of Austria, a big city. And I, I just started going out. I started talking to the person next to me at university, like small things like that. For me, that was just such a huge step, right. like yeah. saying hi to the person next to me. And then I would go out to clubs and, 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 you know, like bars and just talk to people, talk to girls and you know, got more and more experience, more and more experience, got to know a lot more stuff. And, and you know, it, it, oh, and then uh, it took me, I think, three years to get really good at that. And uh, I started putting out content online that was just like, I used to have like some sort of diary. I would write about, about my, you know, my feelings like, oh, I saw a girl at the Metro and I had to say hi and, and how it went. And then slowly but steadily, I got offered this job with, with Real Social Dynamics. They, they said, hey, do you want to come assist us? 
and, and that was that's in and of its, in and of itself a crazy story because they were like it's a six months trial internship unpaid you had to fly to miami you know crash on floors and then you fly to la and crash on floors there and i was i was 22 23 years old when when they finally offered me that internship and i'm like yeah let's do it and you know i think sixteen thousand dollars debt later I was on that flight to Miami and I, and, I, and I started working with them and then they offered me the instructor position. Um, and, you know, and then things went very fast. Then I started going on a world tour, started instructing, building that YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, you know, cause deep down inside, I'm, I'm still that gamer nerd. I'm still that, that, that metal fan. And, you know, I mean, I have a, I bought a drum set from, <laughs> Uh, you know, from, from the money I got from touring and things like that. It, it feels cool. But on the other hand, I'm, I, I see myself, you know, in my videos sometimes, like talking to girls, making out with them and stuff like that. It's, it's still mind blowing for me. Like I still right. don't know how this happened. <laughs> cool. So w what do you think was it that like, well, actually, you know, I want, I kind of want to go back to the whole, like you said, like, you know, you, you'd have a, a crush on a girl in middle school. What, what stopped you from talking to them? Like, what was it? that prevented you from doing that? Cause I think there's a lot of people that don't quite, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of people that understand. There's a lot of people that don't, that don't understand. Cause some people are like, I don't know. I just go talk to girl. Like, you know, yeah. but, but then like a lot of, I know that a lot of my audience that they're like, I, I, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I just couldn't do that. Why? So yeah. what, what was the thing just so we can kind of get to that, that thing that I think there's a lot of, a lot of people feel yeah. what stopped you. I mean, I mean, I mean, my first, I think my main problems were number one on the top, just general fear. And, right. and I, I wouldn't say social anxiety. I feel that's a, that's a very harsh term and it's almost too harsh, but I was just afraid. I was just like, I was paralyzed. I would right. see the girl, you know, and I would be chatting with my homie next to me. Like, Haha, yeah, yeah. Joke, joke. And then the girl comes in and I would like, <laughs> I'll be a different person. And yeah. so I was afraid of, of, what if she doesn't like me? What would other people think? You know, because there's always other people around, right? If, if, I, if someone sees me approaching this girl now, what are they going to think? So I was just so worried. That was one problem, just generalized, generally fear and being paralyzed. The other, the other thing was I, I just didn't know what to say. I didn't, you know, right. what do I say? Like, what's my line? And I could chat with my friend all the time, but with a girl that I liked, no chance. Right. Like if, on a very good day, I would, I could have like a two sentence conversation. Then I would run out of things to say. And, and the third thing is the third problem was like, even if I had like uh, a cute girl that I had a crush on in my social circle or in the same social setting, I, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't know how to, how to make a move. I, w I wouldn't know like, how do I get out of the friend zone? How do I get from being this platonic nice guy to like, okay, there's actually a guy I'm attracted to. You know, and I remember on my, on my, I had my first date at the age of 20. So after I decided I should take action, you know, like I went out, started talking to girls, stuff like that. And, and I just couldn't make that physical move. I couldn't kiss her. I was right. on that date for five hours and, and <laughs> yeah. I was literally like, like five hours in the same cafe and I had gone to the bathroom for the like fourth time. And I'm like, you need to kiss her now, Max, if you want to get over that. If, you know, if you want to get over your fear of kissing a girl, you got to do it now, no matter what happens. And yeah. I remember I washed my face with, with cold water and, and I told myself that you're going to go back now and you're going to kiss her no matter what. And yeah. I like stormed back to the table and she was saying something like, Oh, hey, by the way, should we? And I just like kissed her. And, and, and that moment when she kissed me back, you know, that was just like, 
all the, the fireworks going off in my yeah. brain. Possible, like you can do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, I, I think that definitely is a story that a lot, a lot of people can relate to. I, I, I remember being in a similar situation, like when on my first couple of dates or so, and, and I went, took this girl to movies and she's like grabbing my hand and holding my hand the whole time. And I'm like, and she's putting my hand in her lap and I'm like, just, just chilling. I'm just like not doing, not, you know, and I'm like, I, I, and then I'm wondering why, why she didn't, why, uh, why I can't, can't get a hold of her anymore. Why, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought my, in my mind, in my psychology at that point, I thought I was being, I was being a nice gentleman, uh, you, know, you know, not like the other guys. So I was being like a, a nice gentleman. I didn't realize I was being just like all of the other guys yeah. and that the exception is the guy that's the, is able to go for it. I didn't. I never. I. I had it backwards. I had. I believed that kind of feminist psychology that you know, it was kind of forced down. I think a lot of our throats today. That yeah, I mean, uh, you know. I mean, I mean, I one hundred percent get it, right? Because you wanna, you wanna respect the girl and you wanna be nice because you hear that so many times, like oh, the douchebag, the asshole, and so on and so forth. But but there's a lot of more things that go into this, like when the girl wants you to make a move. Yeah. And and not able to do that because you're basically communicating two things. You're communicating number one. I, I, I can't make a move because I don't believe in myself. I have low self-confidence, right? right? So that's the underlying communication. The girl's like, I'm giving all the signs. Why is he not making a move? Is he afraid, right? And, and girls just don't like the guy if he's not confident. And the second thing that's actually something that, that epiphany hit me a lot later is um, girls, um, they, they're getting hurt. It hurts their feelings because they're like, What's wrong with me as a girl? If if I put my hand, his hand in my lap already, and he's not making a move, that must really mean he must really not like me. Like, right. what's what's wrong with me? And it actually hurts their feelings many times. I've been in similar situations, right? Like like the date would go well, well on a verbal level, we'd have great conversations, but it wouldn't make a move. And obviously, the girl's gonna think like, well, I spent an hour in front of the mirror trying to you know make myself look pretty and everything, and then the guy doesn't make a move. Maybe I'm not pretty enough, right? And then they, it hurts their feelings. So yeah. if you're on a date with a girl and you get a clear signs like that, the, the girl wants you to do something. Right, exactly. Yeah. And she'll eventually figure out you don't have balls. And once that happens, that's, uh, yeah, you're not getting out of that zone, at least as far as I, yeah. yeah. So, so tell me about, okay, so, so you, you dissected, I, we went back to your kind of story and, and now, now you've overcome these things. And obviously, you know, I, I was kind of, I was saying a gradual transition, but, but, uh, or that there wasn't a gradual transition, but obviously there was, right. Because you went through some, some training and, and you know, like you had like purposely gone through t taking action. What, what was it specifically? So like kind of looking at some of these things, like you mentioned the number one thing I think, and that I think that most people will relate to, it was fear. So how, why is it that you're not afraid now? How did you overcome? How does someone who's afraid, who's just terrified, afraid what, uh, what the girl will think, what other people around them will think, I think that's a, a big one. How do they overcome that fear? How did you overcome that fear? Um, well, it, it's kind of funny because I still feel fear. You know, it's, it, it's, it's still there, but it, it, it has a different meaning for me. Let's put it that way. Okay. It, what I basically started with, with very simple things, with understanding I think I read a book on, on evolutionary, uh, evolutionary psychology, something like that. It was a German book. It like dealt with, with our sexual drive and stuff like that. And it was very interesting because that book said, um, if you're afraid talking to a girl, right? You see a, a, a cute girl in the bar or walking down the street or in the grocery store, you know, your heart starts pumping, you start to sweat, you start tensing up a little bit. 
Um, it's not that you're afraid. It's not like your biological system, like, hey, this is danger. It's actually a biological system telling you, hey, do something. This is, this is a very attractive female. And um, if you do things right, you could get with her. You can make her become your girlfriend and so on and so forth, right? So, so once you realize that, like, that, that switched in my brain. Like, I understood, like, oh, wait, this is not me being afraid. This is my, my biology, my sex drive telling me, hey, this is something great that you're not afraid. You're excited. So right. I, I transferred fear into excitement. And once you're, you're able to switch that switch on and off in your brain, you, you're able to understand like, okay, hey, this is, this is just me being excited. This is a great situation for me to do something. So that, that was one trick, turning fear into excitement. The other thing that I did was uh, I, I'm half German, so I like structure. So what I did was, uh, when I started taking action, I wrote a contract to myself, really. As yes. weird and woo that sounds, I wrote a contract and that says, I will do whatever it takes to become a more sociable person, to become better with girls, to become a better man, to uh, uh, follow my dreams, something like that. And I signed it. And, um, oh, and part of that was my rule that whenever I felt afraid, I had to do it. Whenever I felt resistance, yeah. inner resistance, I don't want to walk up to that girl now. I had to do it. It was literally a rule for myself. Yeah. And I, I did it. Like, I, you know, I would see a girl and I would have that excuse. I would have that resistance. Like, oh, I can't now. I got to go to the gym in five minutes. I'm like, oh, that's resistance. Yeah. Yes, I got to do it. And then I did it. And, and I was always happy afterwards. You know, not every girl likes you. Some girls are like, oh, sorry, I have a boyfriend. Go away. Or even harsh things like, like stop talk to me, get out, get away. Like you're too short. You're too weird. You know, like I'm, I'm only 172 centimeters. It's, you know, it's below average or slightly in average. I don't know. But you know, even if it's a, if it's a harsh, a harsh rejection, I would still be happy that I did it because I'm like, I proved myself that I can, that I can transfer fear into excitement. And even if I hear that excuse, I don't listen to it. Right. So, yeah, so you're getting, I mean, you're getting the positive reinforcement, whether you get rejected or not, because you're happy with yourself because you've, you've accomplished this thing. Like you, you've gone and done it. It's about, it's not about the result. It's about the action you can take at this point. Right. Is that exactly. And it's the same, like I always put that, that analogy, have you ever jumped off a, a tower into the water or like jumped off a bridge or something or a cliff? Right. Right. You're standing there on the edge and you're, batshit scared you're like why would i and this is, you know like you might hesitate for a minute or an hour but then you once you do jump it doesn't even matter if if it's a nice jump or whatever or one second i'm gonna open oh sure yeah uh, it doesn't even matter if it's a nice jump or whatever and sometimes it even hurts because you're quite high up there you're always happy that you did it yeah i've never seen a guy doesn't matter how afraid he was in the beginning who jumped off a cliff and then he swam away he's like oh yeah that sucked they was like yeah, yeah let's do it again <laughs> They were freaking happy about that, right? Yep. And, and that's the same. So let me just open my uh, my editor here. Okay. <laughs> What's up, man? How's it going? All right, backing out. All right. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I think that's that's that, that's critical is to realize that you're going to be happy afterwards, whether or not it's not about the result. It's about taking the step and taking the action. And and until you can get to that point, you're not going to be able to actually have very much success because you're not going to have confidence. <laughs> but but once you feel good, once you do a thing and you reinforce it positively by the endorphin, you feel good because you did a thing. Now you feel 
now you actually can start to develop the, that smidgen of confidence that will actually probably get you the result that you want, right? That's, I think that some exactly. people don't have, you can't have confidence unless you take risks. I agree. People are always like, oh, of course you're confident because you have the girls, because, because you have, you know, a great brand and a channel that you built up and money and whatever. But I'm like, that's not really where the confidence came from. The confidence came from me taking action, no right. matter the outcome. It's seriously like confidence, Latin, confidere. I actually studied Latin and ancient Greek before I started doing this. That word in and of itself means uh, um, know, knowing yourself, trusting in yourself. That's all that confidence means. Yeah. It has nothing to do with winning, with getting anything, with achieving anything. Sure, that helps, but that's more on an ego level. An ego is the surface. If you want to go really deep, if you want to have deep identical level change, that's taking action. That's believing in not necessarily that you win no matter what, that, but it's much rather believing that no matter what happens, you're able to get back up and keep doing it, keep going. Right. That's what confidence means. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking about, I did a video on confidence and I was talking about how you've, you've got to, you got to be sure of what's going to happen. It not 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 that it's a good thing that happens, but just to be sure of the result. And when you're sure of the result within yourself, then you you know if you know I'm going to go and do this, then then you have confidence. But if you if you don't, if you don't, if you can't count on yourself, you don't have confidence. Exactly, exactly, and it's exactly that. So how about that second thing? So we talked about the fear, and as far as overcoming the fear, it's just I, I like that that kind of context shift. I think that's a powerful tool that you can use to change your psychology is to think of it as a different thing, right? I mean, to yeah. take flight or fight syndrome and say I'm going to go on the fight side of it. <laughs> like this is it's a different. It's not fear. It's it's a biological uh, motivator that's telling me I need to act. That's like when you think of it that way, then then you're like, oh, hey, this is a signal that says go do something. Yeah. Instead of this is a signal that says I might get hurt, uh, you know, changing that psychology is, is extremely powerful. What about the second thing? So you said that I think the first thing you said was, was fear. And then the second thing you said is I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. So how does someone figure that out or conquer that? How did you conquer that part of it? Mm -hmm. it it's interesting because I've never heard a guy saying something like when I hang out with my best friends, I don't know what to say. Right. They don't have a problem with that. Right. Or when they hang out with their family or whatever. But yet, when it comes to the girl, they do run out of things to say. So what I figured out after years of doing this myself and coaching, the, at the very root is at the, at the very root of this problem is that when you're hanging out with your best friends or your family, you don't want something. You're not searching for a particular outcome, right? Right. You're hanging out with your friend, spending time, wasting time, if you will. Now. The difference is with a girl, you do want that outcome. And I'm not even talking about you want to you wanna get with her, you want her to be your girlfriend, you want her number. I'm not even talking about that. What you're seeking in, very, in the very essence is good reactions. That's right. all you want when you talk to the, to the cute girl, to your crush. You just want her to, to laugh at your dumb jokes and guess. If you're like me, you have a lot of dumb, really dumb jokes. <laughs> you, want her, you want her to be interested, right? You want her to listen to you. That's all you want. So... All of a sudden, you have that filter up. You're not carefree and fun like you are with your best friend. Right. Just hanging along, having a good time. You're not riding that vibe. You know, all of a sudden, you're like, you're, you're trying to push a button, right? Like, haha, joke. You like that? Oh, interesting <laughs> story. And, and what it does is it pressures you like crazy, but it also pressures the girl you're talking to like crazy. And, and when that happens is um, 
is, is she feels the pressure, you feel the pressure, you're both less carefree, and it actually puts her in her head as well. So right. eliminate that thing of, I want to get a good reaction. Fuck it. It's okay. You, I mean, I can talk about this forever, right? Because there's so right. many things playing in together. So number one is get out of that filter. Switch that filter. You don't need that good reaction. If she's here, she likes you. Like she could literally walk away. Like even if it's in a classroom setting or in the bar, if you're that bad, she will leave. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you're that boring or whatever, she will just be like, anyways, you gotta go. Nice to meet you. And that's cool. So as long as she's there, you're good to go, my friend. That's, yeah. that's the first thing. The second thing is um, it's not necessarily about the actual uh, uh, content of your words. That's something that is, that is very, a very masculine problem. We talk so much about logic, right? We want to have right. the 15 steps, like the 14 steps from getting to know her to having her as a girlfriend or whatever, right? We just want the logic. But what you need to understand is men and women are, are very different. Sure, they're very, they should be the same. They should be equal from a socioeconomic standpoint. But they're very different when it comes to, to, to flirting, vibing, right? So for us, man, it's always logical drive. We see a, an attractive girl. We're like, she's attractive. I want right. to get with her. For, for women, it's a lot more about emotions, which is why a short guy like me, even yeah, now people say, yeah, you look so good because I'm in shape. But I didn't, I, wasn't, I didn't start in shape. Uh, which is also why uh, Tyler, for example, a colleague of mine, he's fat, bold, and a ginger. He's literally right. fat. Why guys like us can get with models and extremely attractive girls because it's about their emotions. Right. So you don't need the logical topic to talk about. You just need to be able to adhere to her, excuse me, adhere to her emotions. Now, what I use to adhere to her emotions, a lot of storytelling. Yeah. I basically, through this whole journey of me coaching pick up coaching flirting i became such a great storyteller because i know now how i would tell a certain story to be engaging on an emotional level so simple example if i say like oh in 2010 i went to croatia it was very nice i went there with my best friend we drove there by car that's an interesting story right that's that's like how i would tell it to my friend my male friend like i would give him the logical statistics the number you know like i was there for one week um, but for a girl, I'd be like, yeah, I'll never forget how in 2010, I went to Croatia for the, for the first time in my life. It was my first vacation. And it was like an eight-hour drive through desolated mountain pass. And I'll never forget how, we, how we, we drove down. And for the first time, I saw the ocean. Yeah. For the first time, I saw the ocean. And just at that time, the sun was going down. So the whole sky was filled with orange. And it was reflected in the water down below it. And it looked pretty cool. And, you know, we rolled down our windows and... And we listened to that song by the Who. It was my favorite song. For the first time in my life, I felt free. I felt like I could do anything. I could go wherever I wanted. And, and, and that was really amazing. Yep. Now, that story is basically, in essence, the same story. But I hear it a lot more to her emotions. So, and I could tell it about anything. I could talk about this protein shake. Like, this is a protein shake. It has 48 grams of protein. But when I drink it, I feel the taste on my tongue. And it, it makes me feel like I'm stronger. It makes me feel good. It makes me wake up in the morning, right? So I could talk about anything, really. Like, as long as you make it engaging, that's how you have a great conversation. 
Yep. 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 I totally agree that that's, I think that's, that's one of the, <laughs> that's, that's definitely one of the points that I think that, uh, you know, my audience, you know, as, as software developers tend to be very analytical and very, you know, and that's like, I'm going to give it to you straight, but it's like, no, where, where's the emotion in the, in the story and in everything that you, you say, you can either present it in a logical analytical fashion or you can find the emotion because there's always emotion behind the, behind the, the scenes, right? There, you feel yeah. something all the time and, exactly. and that's where, yeah. It, 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 and and the, the last thing is, this is something we all have in common. If you're a programmer, I think especially us guys, as like more nerdy guys, mm. we have big passions. Talk about your passions. And it's crazy because guys are always like, my passion is nerdy. I like video games. For me personally, I, like, I love video games. I like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, all these books and stuff like that. And guys are like, but that's not cool to a hot girl. But guess what? The girl doesn't care what your passion is about. The girl cares about the fact that you have a passion. Right. They have this burning fire in your chest. So if you actually, if you watch some of my, my hidden camera infield footage on my YouTube, you hear me talking about Viking metal, Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Rings. And, and I'm like the nerdy guy. And you see like the hot girl, right? Like miniskirt, high heels or whatever. She's standing there and she's like, oh my God, really? Tell me more about Viking metal. Because... Right. Whenever I talk about my passion or, or whenever somebody talks about their passion, it's, it emanates, that passion goes over, it transfers over to the person they're talking to. And all of yeah. a sudden that person feels passion as well and then boom, you have those emotions again. It's probably a pretty good contradiction too because I think that probably most of the guys that have the balls to approach her are probably talking about some bullshit stuff that they don't really care. Like they're trying to say stuff that impresses her. Whereas the, the guys that, that care about the stuff that you care about they're not, they don't even have the balls to talk to her at all. So when she finds this guy that's like, oh, wait a minute, hold on, this is weird. This guy is like, he's confident, yet he's he's kind of nerdy. This is kind of cool. Yeah. Like, it's it's like, he it, it makes you even seem more confident, I would assume, because who would talk about this stuff? Like, only someone who's really, really confident would 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 talk about this this subject and so i think exactly. that that's something that i think a lot of you know a lot of programmers can use to their advantage that they, they they're trying oh. to do the the wrong they're going against their grain instead of with it and you, you're just like flowing with it you're just like fuck it this is who i am so i'm going to be who i am and, and it's crazy how well that works because people are always like oh i'm not tall and good looking and and have high status i'm like good because right. and it's funny because i have students that i coach life that are extremely good looking and tall, like model features. I have guys like that. So when they walk up to the girl all confident, the girl's not even impressed because they're like, well, he's tall and good looking. Of course he's impressed. But if I have a student who walks up in the same manner, but he's a little short, right? Um, he's, he's a little out of shape. He's a nerd. He's, you know, whatever. He's a programmer, whatever his occupation is. If that guy goes up and he's like, hey ladies, how's it going? And he's just as confident. The girls are like, wait a minute. <laughs> this guy is not supposed to be confident, yet he is. That's interesting. I want to know more. I want to get to know this guy better. So actually through this discrepancy, you can have even more of a profound effect on the girl. Just what you said. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that contradiction effect is amazing. I, I went to, I used to take acting lessons. And one of the things that my acting coach told me that, that just helped me in life in general was he said, he said, the reason why you're, you're not convincing in the part is because you're just trying to play angry. And I'm like, oh, the part's angry. And he said, no, 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 no. He said, every single human emotion has a contradiction in it. Humans are contradictions. And he said, people find contradictions interesting. And so when you're angry, you're also, you're also love. Like when you're sad, you're also 
extremely excited, right? It's like these contradictions of emotions, these contradictions of being, that's the thing that makes people interested and drawn into a character. And if you look deep, when you find someone being genuine and authentic, there's a mixed emotion. There's a contradiction there. And that yeah. was something that just stuck with me. And I was like, and it so applies in life just as a, you know, to, to remember that. And that's, I think that's like one of the key things that, uh, you know, like, yeah, I think that's what, what works for, can work for so many people, but they're, they're afraid to do that. So cool. So, um, so let's see. So we talked about the, the fear, knowing what to say. And then uh, I think there was another, what was the third one that uh, making that one move going for the kiss? Oh yes. Yes. So, <laughs> so how do you, how do you get, how do you get over that? I assume that that's very similar to the fear thing, but what is it? I guess we talked a little bit about it. Cause we, we said about like how, you know, you, you said that it was like, well, she actually wants you to do that. Otherwise you're kind of yeah. insulting her. So what, um, what can someone do in that? They find themselves in that situation What's the, what's the psychology they need to have in order to go and do it? Yeah. So for me, it was like, and I saw that so many times in students, it's always, it's two things. Like you mentioned, the one is the whole fear thing. Like, what if I do make that move and the girl uh, is not ready yet? You know, like I want to kiss her. She kissed me on the cheek. What, what happens? What do I do? And the other thing is I don't know if she's into me. Right. That, so it's, it's really like those main problems that are tangled up in the third problem. And, um, the first one, um, this whole fear thing is, um, it's kind of funny because there's this, there's this notion I call passive attraction. Mm. And this is stuff like, it, it, for example, you do make that move, you, you do want to kiss her, but you fail at that, she will still, like she gives you the cheek, right? Um, she, even if she gives you the cheek, she will think, okay, this guy has balls. I might not right. be ready for, for, for him to kiss me yet, but he goes for it. That's awesome. Like, I respect that, right? So you actually gain passive attraction through being that ballsy guy who tries right. to go for that move, right? Like crazy, like sometimes, uh, um, like I would be on a date with a girl and we wouldn't have even hung out for a while yet, but I would go for a kiss. She's like, whoa, what? Oh my God. You must really think that you're a great guy that you want to kiss me already. Then it's kind of funny. Now, if she gives you the cheek, um, if she's, you know, uh, 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 if she doesn't want you to be physical, right. You want to hold her hand and she puts her hand away. Um, it's many times also a, a, a matter of how do you react as a guy? Right. Yep. The girl, the girl knows she rejects you right now. And, um, if you're like all butthurt, you're bummed out about it and, and you're sad, the girl's like, Oh wow, this is all I have to do to throw this guy off. Just like yeah. giving him just giving him a little rejection and all of a sudden he's not confident anymore. All of a sudden he's not witty and fun anymore. That's interesting. So they basically want to see that your confidence is there no matter what. So right. many times I would go for, for a kiss and the thing that I was afraid of actually happens. She does reject my, my physical advancement. Uh, I learned that the best reaction is to, to laugh about it and consider it as no big deal. Yep. Yep. Like many times I would like go for a kiss and the girl's like, ah, ha, ha, no. And I'm like, ah, yeah. So anyway, I would laugh about it, brush it off and keep going. Because then again, the girl's like, I just rejected him, but he doesn't even care. He's still confident. He still has a good time. And you know, many times after the second or third try, it actually works. Like I think I've barely ever been with a girl uh, where I would just kiss her and it works right away. Like usually, you know, this is a little bit of back and forth. 
And whenever I would ask the girl later on, like, hey, you know, remember, like, we would end up like having crazy sex and, or like she would become my, my girlfriend or whatever. And I would ask her, remember on our first date, I tried to kiss you two times and you would never let it happen. And then the third time it happened, she usually says something like, yeah, I just wanted to see how you react. I just yeah. wanted to see, uh, um, I just want to play a little hard to get. I just wanted to see how, how if, if you're butthurt about that. And I'm, for us, man, it's so illogical. We're like, what the hell? If you like yeah. me, just kiss. It's a but shit that, test, right? Like, <laughs> shit test, exactly. That's what, that's what we call a shit test. She just wants yeah. to see how does this guy react because she, girls want a confident guy. Girls want yeah. an alpha male. Now, they can't just ask him, are you confident? Every guy's like, yes. Are you an alpha male? Yes. Right. You know, you could fly, so they need to test you, right? They, they have these subtle tests. And talking about subtleties, the second thing is if you don't know whether or not she's into you, right? Because there's girls who are just very talkative and she talks great back and forth and you're like, okay, she's talking, she's laughing, but is, does she mean that I'm afraid or does she actually like me? I don't know, right? And it's funny because if you would ever ask a girl, she would say things like, oh yeah, I give him all these signs. I give him the signs to let him know that I like it. You would ask the guy, oh, did you see any of those signs? He's like, what signs? I don't know. Yeah. We're stupid, seriously. I, we men are socially retarded. I, there's nothing, no other, no other uh, explanation for that because um, unless the girl is standing in front of you like, hey, I like you, kiss me now. Right. Unless you do that, your chances that you don't get any of those signs are very high. I didn't get any of those signs, you know. I would have girls that, that would come up to me now um, that are in my that have been in my school. They're like, Max, I had such a crush on you. I'm like, really? I didn't know that. Crazy. Yeah. So the thing is, uh, if you're able to read those subtleties, you're good to go because now you, then you can read, okay, the girl's into me. She's giving me all those signs. Now I can go for a kiss in a very confident manner, right? I mean, little signs like that. You see that on, on my YouTube channel. We talk a lot about that is uh, if she holds eye contact, holding like she, if she's lost in your eyes. That's a good sign. If you even catch her looking at your lips, this is literally like, like two seconds, right? She like looks at your eyes like this and then lips and then back up. If she, if you catch her doing that, she loves you. She's thinking about kissing you. Um, yeah. She initiates physicality, right? And you make a dumb joke and she, she boxes you in the shoulder a little bit. Ah, you're funny. Or she, she uses any excuse to touch you, to touch your chest, your shoulders, your legs, whatever. That's a very good sign as well. Yep. So once you can read those extreme subtleties and the list can go infinitely further, like the words she chooses, the way, the way she smiles at you, stuff like that. If you know those signs, you're pretty, you can be very confident when it comes to going for the kiss and when it comes for that physical escalation. My favorite thing, this is just to wrap that up. My favorite thing is uh, I on purpose say a joke that's not funny. If she still laughs about it, she <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah, and that takes confidence to do that. I think that's a good, uh, <laughs> yeah. just a good test. Yeah, I think you know you 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 put it really well. I think a lot of a lot of guys don't understand the difference between overt and covert communication because because I think men are, are more on the overt side. I I, I want to I say hey let's go fishing. I want to go fishing. Let's go fishing. And and a woman says. Uh, you know, uh, I was, you know, she dropped some kind of hint and it was, it like, doesn't say it directly. I, I, I kind of, uh, what do you think about that movie? That looks like an interesting movie. And like, <laughs> I want you to take me to that movie. That's the, <laughs> it's like, you, you, but you don't get it because we just assume everyone's like us and that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. So, so tell me about, um, you know, for, I, I guess, you know, one thing that I heard you say is, is taking action. Like, get, get, and, and that's something I, I love. I love that phrase. Every time I sign one of my books, I write take action in it because I think that's, that's so important. Yeah. What, um, what spurs you like how do you take action what what spurs you again you you went from this point where you were like okay you're pro probably unhappy with your life and then you decided i'm going to start taking action so how did you get to your, yourself to the point where you actually took the action and then and then what you know what does it take to 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 do that to to take action like what is the result if someone just takes that first step and takes action yeah. Okay. Um, the, the first, the first thing that comes to my mind is there was this great Ted talk I once saw by Simon Sinek or something. Like, I think it was him. And he said that the title of the Ted talk was how equals why. And that okay. really, because that's true. He's like, cause people are always like, how do I motivate myself? How do I do this? How do I, and I'm always like, how equals why think about the why, how do I take action? How do I overcome my fear to talk to this girl? It's basically on a very meta level. Why? Why would I even do that? Right. And for me, it was always like, well, I, I don't want to get up alone in the morning. I don't want to uh, fantasize about women and, and be sad about it that I don't have any. I want that life, right? So for me, what helps a lot, and this is something I do with my students as well. I tell them like, really um, imagine, imagine your ideal life at the end of that journey when you quote unquote made it. What does that look like? Like really picture it. And for me, when I started out, when I was 20 years old, I pictured, it was really simple actually. I pictured a bar and I'm sitting at the very end of that bar. I have two, three friends around with me on a big table. I have a girl on my left, a girl on my right, and I'm having a good time and I'm laughing. I'm free. I'm outgoing, right? There's no fear. There's nothing that constricts me. I'm here with right. my good friends. We have a couple drinks. We have some nachos. I have attractive women next to me that I might have just gotten to know, but they're already sitting next to me and I have my arm around them. That was for me, that picture. And, and like, it would zoom in on my face, like happy, carefree, looking back to amazing experiences. And I'm like, that picture, right? That's where yeah. I want to go. Now you can put that even further. Um, and, and, and like that, that picture kind of developed more, the more action I took was I imagine myself, when I'm 80 years old, 90 years old, on my deathbed, okay? right? The heart's starting to beat slower. I'm about to die. And there comes that inevitable moment where you think back to your life, right? You think yeah. back to all the things you achieved, to the people you've met, to the people you love. And I, I, was, I was trying, I'm currently, constantly trying to avoid this one thing. And that one thing is asking myself, what if? So when I'm 80 years old on my deathbed and I'm thinking back, uh, and I'm thinking something like, what, what would have happened if I had said yes to that crazy internship opportunity? What if I had talked to that girl at the grocery store? Maybe she would have become my girlfriend. Maybe she would be on my side now. What if I had started taking action? What if I had asked for that raise? What if I had started that business that is, that is uh, highly risky? You know, what if, what if, what if? And I'm like, Jesus, I don't want to die asking what if. I'm cool with dying and saying, I talked to that girl at the grocery store and she hated me and it right. didn't work out. It broke my heart maybe, but that always sounds a lot better because I, I don't have to wonder about it. I'm like, I did it. I did everything in my possibility to make this happen. Yet it didn't work. Who cares? 
at the end yeah. of the day, and this is something I do when, when I go out to the, to the club or to the bar, or when I come home from a date, at the end of the day, I'm going to look myself in the mirror and I want to tell myself, hey, you tried, you tried your best, buddy. That's cool. That's way better than looking yourself in the mirror, asking yourself, okay, what would have happened if I had gone for that move? That that makes total sense. Yeah, that it's interesting. That's like um, very similar. Well, I mean, it, it's a, you could you could classify that as a, as an NLP technique of you know because you're you're attaching a great amount of visualization with with the the bad, the the the, the pain pain associated with not doing the action, mm-hmm. and a lot of pleasure associated with doing the action as you're visualizing these things. And now there's this huge contrast and that's going to push you forward into doing the thing because you want to avoid that pain and you want to seek that, that pleasure. I think a lot of people don't, don't take the time to really think about what is, what is the bad thing that's going to happen if I don't do this and what is the good thing that's going to happen if I do do this. And that, that's enough of a, if you have enough of a motivation, I guess in either direction, it's going to push you to, I mean, you'll do some pretty crazy shit if you've got enough of a reward. Someone offers you $10 million, you're probably going to do a lot of stuff you wouldn't do (laughs) to get that money. Same thing as if someone puts a gun to your head, you're probably also going to do a lot of things you wouldn't do. But if you can be the person who does it for yourself, now you've got the, the spur to action. Very true, very true. Now, now on, on a more practical level, practical tips that, uh, that help you take action um, is, again, like if, if you know the root of your fear, which is, um, what if I get rejected? I want to get that good result. I want to get those good reactions. What if I don't? Now, what, what I tell myself is some sort of mantra. I always tell myself, the moment I said hi, I already won. Right. So yes. I can walk up to the girl like, hey, what's up? And she could just keep walking. I'm like, cool. I did it. I won. And yeah. that, that's cool. If she, if she ends up having a great conversation with me, cool. If we exchange numbers, cool. If she becomes the mother of my future children, cool. But I just have to say hi. The moment I walk up to the girl at the bar, hi. I get myself in a, into a situation where something good can happen. I get myself in a situation where I can get to know the girl where I might give myself a chance to go home with her or get her number or whatever it is. That's it. That's it. So I really I take all the pressure off myself. Like you got to get the number now. You got to get good. No, I just got to say hi. That's all. And, and funny enough, when I walk up with that feeling, like I already won because I just said, hi, I'm lean back. I'm chill. I'm feeling good. And, and that transfer onto the girl, it transfers onto the girl. And then she feels relaxed and we both feel relaxed. And then I could have that cool lighthearted conversation that I would otherwise also have with a buddy of mine, right? Right. Okay, that makes sense. Now, now, how about um, how about th- this one? You know, the question I get a lot, which is, or you know, I actually, so so many people are like, oh, well, yeah, it's easy for you to say because you know you're tall and and you know and you're ex- you're just extremely good looking, John. I just, <laughs> but you know, uh, but but I always say, you know, like, like uh, give me confidence as opposed to anything else because that's you know, what's your take on this? Like like you know, let's settle this once and for all. Is it is is it? Good is it good look? Now that they, yeah, I admit that they have an influence, of course, right? I mean, we're, you know, I'm not going to be dumb, but is it good looks or confidence, and which is more important, and and why? Like, like really, like, you know, I know I'm I'm curious to get your real like raw viewpoint on this. I mean, I mean, that's like you know, we get thrown a, we get thrown this comment on us all the time, like in our forums, on my Facebook groups, all the time. It's like I'm not good looking. Can I still do this? And I always say, just like you said, if I could choose between good looks and confidence, I would always choose the confidence. 
People mm. always ask me, Max, you only you're only 160, uh, 172 centimeters, which is five seven, right? Okay. Could you would you be taller if you had the chance to? I'm like, dude, if I had the chance, I'd be even shorter because then it would have my game stand out even more. It's really yeah. it's like that. Um, yes, sure. Girls see if a guy is attractive, of course. So like six pack, that's hot, right? He's tall, that's hot. He has like whatever a jaw chiseled jawline, that's hot. Girls can understand the difference between an attractive guy and a non-attractive guy, but it doesn't matter. It like again like. The fact that I was not the popular kid in school, the fact that I was not the tall athlete in school or whatever, all those things made me work harder. And, you know, if I say work harder, people are like, well, I don't want to work hard. I just want the results. No, you don't. You want to have the growth behind that. You know how many students I have that are good looking, rich even, because my programs are quite expensive. They're like good looking and they're like, I still don't have it. I still don't get the girls. I'm like, dude, yes, because you don't have confidence. You don't have game. You just look good. That might help you in the first minute because the girl's just physically attracted to you. But if she then sees there's nothing in this guy's head, there's no passion burning in his chest, he has nothing else to offer, goodbye, you're boring. At the end of the day, it's the guy that's – it's me who walks home with the girl. Because I'm the guy who can talk forever. I'm the guy who can make fun of her, make fun of himself. I'm the guy who brings fun to the table. That's right. all. Girls just want to have fun, like Cindy Lauper said. Girls <laughs> just want to have fun. Now, the thing is, though, when I say that, that's one extreme. Like, looks don't matter. It's all about confidence. Now, there's other guys who see that almost as, as, as an excuse to not, to not work hard, to not work out. They're like, right. well, cool, I'll be this fat, ugly bastard with a shitty job and a shitty life because I have game. Cool. That's great. But yo, still work on yourself. Like I still right. go to the gym. Um, and I, I was, I was fat from three years of traveling. I was still working out, but I, I was quite bulky, but also fat. I had, I had a belly and funny enough, even then girls love that. They're like, Oh, look at your cute little belly, like a panda bear. And, um, now I started working out again, hardcore and I cut down. So now I have a six pack. It's, it's, come on, do the best out of what is given for you, you know? Yeah. Like, make the best out of that, like, hygiene. Like, it's so crazy. Many people, they confuse good looks with good hygiene. Like, really, like, looks don't matter. I'm like the sweaty, ugly guy. No, okay, if you're smelly, go take a shower. Um, <laughs> grow a beard. I mean, I'm a bad example of grow a beard. It's massively patchy, but at least grow it to a size where it doesn't look that retarded. Get a freaking haircut. Dress like you're not a hobo. Small things like that, they help you. Again, they give you that one-minute window where the girl's like, okay, well, he's, he, he might not be good-looking, but at least he's dressed well and he's hygienic. Let me give him a chance. And if you top that up with confidence, fun, lightheartedness, she's like, okay, that's a guy who's interesting. Yep, yep, yeah, totally agree. That, that makes a lot of sense. I, I also, like, I, I don't understand how, you know, like you said, that, that dichotomy, you can't be confident and not take care of yourself and not try and prove yourself. So it's sort of like a, if you have confidence and if you build confidence and, that, and maybe this would be a good transition to the other thing I want to talk about, which is like, you know, if, if you've got confidence, you're going to improve yourself and become a better man, a better person. Yeah. And that's going one to breed to more. One thing I have to add to that, just like you just said, like it is a mirror of how, how much self-love is there. Yeah. If I go to the gym, if I meditate, if I sleep well, if I eat healthy, right? If I dress well, it's not necessarily because that's, I, I'll do this to get girls. No, it's, I do this because I love myself. 
Exactly. I love my body, so I want to give my body water, right, instead of the juice or whatever, whatever Coca-Cola, whatever the hell it is. I love my body, which is why I go to the gym. I love my mind, which is why I read, why I watch interesting podcasts, interesting YouTube videos, why, you know, why I meditate. I love all those things that are given to me. I respect them. That is, in essence, what you're doing with being well-groomed, with uh, being well-dressed, with going to the gym, being well in shape. The essence of all those things is communicating, I love myself, and this is why I give myself all these great things. If you're a guy who, who lets himself go, who eats nachos and drinks beer and watches football all day, now there's nothing wrong with, with doing that, but if that's all you do, you're basically showing the girl like, hey, I have no self-respect, I don't respect my body, I just let it all go, right? That's not cool. So, so if you're confident, you take care of yourself. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. And I think that, you know, one thing that I just remember that I was going to talk about too is, is this idea that I think a lot of, cause I get, I get emails about this. It's like, Oh, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to like get to the gym and I'm going to look good and I'm going to make a lot of money and buy a nice car. Cause girls like guys with money and they like good looking guys and they're trying to like do all of the things so that they can have, they don't have to face their fears and, and they yeah, think that yeah. that's going to make it better. And, and from what, what you've said, it's actually going to make it harder for them, right? Because now they're going to have higher expectation level and they're, yeah. and they're going to, they're going to fall so short of it because, because someone that has this much money and has this much and looks this good and dresses like this, they should have shitload confidence. But when you come and you present at this level, you're, you're, you're judged like, harshly whereas you said like someone who's short and maybe n not as in shape because they're they're at the beginning of their journey they're judged wow. at this lower level and they come in and it's it's a little easier for them what, what so yeah. i would i would actually say like all those things are great make freaking money like yeah. i make the freaking money do it get yourself that better life get your future children a great life where they don't have to worry about money um go work out get those muscles get that six pack if you want do all those things, but all those things take a long time. Yeah. The only thing that does not take a long time to get your results is going out and talking to girls. That's the one thing that you can do immediately. Like, because yeah. many people are like, I'm out of shape. I'm going to do all this. Like, I can't talk to girls yet because first off, I need to lose 50 <laughs> pounds. No, yeah. you don't. Talk to girls right now. Go out there. No matter where you go, there's going to be girls. Go talk to them. If you want to have the bar setting, go to the bar, club setting, go to the club. If you want to do it during the day at the grocery store, you can even do that. Who cares? Nowadays, people are social. They understand that. So yeah. go out, talk to people. That's the one result that you can get right away because that's the one thing that gives you confidence. Having a six-pack doesn't give you confidence. It right. doesn't. If you have confidence and a six-pack, great. It's a bonus. But having a six-pack, it doesn't give you confidence. You think it might like, if I have the six-pack, I'll be confident. If I have a million dollars, I'll be confident. No. You'll be confident by exposing yourself to your fears, like you just said, by getting yourself into situations where you're afraid of. And you can change that right away. And in the background, go make that money. In the background, go to the gym, work out, read books, meditate. You can do all that while already talking to girls. I Look, I'm, 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 I'm financially very wealthy right now from, from three years of traveling, from having one of the fast, uh, fastest growing brands, biggest brands in the entire industry. But... That's now that like has changed within the last five months or six right. months now. Before that, I was broke. Dude, I was so broke. I needed to put black duct tape over my black shoes in order to even get into the club because my shoes were broke, broken. Now, 
Uh, I was out of shape. I've always been short. That's never changed. I did all those things, yet I was able to get those results. So yeah. I, was, I, I was getting good results as a broke guy and as a wealthy guy. I was getting results as a chubby guy and as, as a ripped guy. Get those results in no matter what. And, and the other things are merely bonus. Yep, yep, totally agree. So that's what actually that's a perfect transition because I want to ask you about this is is obviously the the change or how you would link the because it, it it's apparent to me you know observing you that that when you gain this confidence when you actually went and took action took action and did these things that resulted in you now taking that confidence and applying it to the rest of your life. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, and that's crazy because again, like, like, like talking to girls, getting rejected, getting a number, um, getting a heart broken, having sex, no matter what extreme it is, positive or negative, all that it teaches you lessons, and those lessons are for free, man. Right. That like talking to a girl out in the street and getting rejected—that's a lesson that you get for free. You don't need a mentor for that. You don't need to attend a course. You got that lesson for free, my friend. And like you said, like all those lessons of facing my fear, being paralyzed, but doing that step anyway, trusting in myself, getting back up after setbacks. You start applying those in every other corner of your life. I have friends of mine, and again, like I started that as a student for Latin and English, 20-year-old guy. I had nothing. I didn't have any expertise. I didn't have any YouTube videos to share. I had nothing. That was just me. And there was a bunch of other guys that did the same. Right. right? That was just me and my young idiot friends who wanted to talk to girls. Now, some of them gave up. Some of them are still doing the same thing, but some of them, I have one guy, he's a poker pro. He was amongst the 10 best online poker players in the world, made two millions last year, $2 million just from playing poker. The other guy built a business, built incredible startups that he helps with other people. So he helps other people building their startups. They have crazy businesses. The other guy literally just launched another business uh, for like Facebook things. I, I don't know the technicalities behind that, but now he makes 60 K per day in one day. He makes $60,000. Now those are just random numbers I'm throwing out there. Uh, you know, they, what exactly correlates with talking to girls? I don't know. There's no statistic on that. There's other guys who got incredibly in shape that are bodybuilding. Now all those guys, they started talking to girls with me. And I believe a hundred percent that that has a big influence on your success because it teaches you those lessons. Yep. It teaches you to get out there, get back up and so on and so forth. Back in the days, a couple thousand years ago, if, you, if we still have it at, at, at certain tribes, if you look at those old tribes, like the Amazon tribes and whatever, they would have like these initiation, uh, rite of passages, right? Initiation rites. The, uh, the Spartans had that. What would they do? They would take their 12 year old boy. They would send him out into the wilderness kill an animal, right? Or like come back after a week. If you survive, you're a man. If not, you're gone. Now, obviously that's a very extreme example, right? <laughs> but there's a reason why we had initiation rituals. Because it gets the young boy out into the open world. He has to fear his, uh, he has to face his fears. He has to work hard on himself. He's gonna get setbacks and he's gonna get back up. But once he does it, he's considered a man. He's being respected as a man and as a valuable member of the tribe. Nowadays, we don't have that. Nowadays, we boys, we grew up in a sheltered environment. We go to our little school. We go learn. People tell us what to do. If I, as a young boy, I'm hungry, I don't need to hunt that deer. I need to be afraid that some mammoth kills me, right? I just go to the grocery store and I buy the meat. We can 
if we want to live our entire lives in our comfort zone all day. Like yeah. if I don't, if I don't ever want to, to get myself in a, in a situation where I'm afraid, I don't have to, I could like, I don't even have to go to the grocery store anymore. I order that shit online. It's being delivered <laughs> right away. You know, I don't have to talk to that girl. I could just go watch internet porn. I don't have to do that. So that might sound great. And it is a great achievement for civilization, but in, in essence, it creates this whole generation of guys that are living inside their little comfort zone and then they're butthurt if they're not making the money, if they're not getting the girls, if they're not getting in shape because they don't know what it is like to face your fears, to be outside of your comfort zone. And thus they don't have any growth. And again, you can, you can go sign up for a gym. You can go get a personal trainer for, I don't know, 50, hundred bucks per hour. You can do all those things. Those are great. But talking to girls is for free. Right. That's pretty dope. Yeah, no, great. Well said. I think that's that definitely makes a lot of sense with the, with the confidence. We get a little bit of feedback on the <laughs> on the mic, but um, so I wanted to I wanted to uh, wrap up here, but uh, but I, I figured maybe we could go. You could give just like a few steps for like okay, like you know, again taking action. Prac. What are the, what's the practical? Someone's in this situation. They are. There's. They're like you were. They're scared. They don't know what to say. They don't, they, they, they want to change their life, but they don't know how, what's the exercise, what's the step, what's the kind of thing that you would tell them? Like what, what kind of practical advice could you give, give someone in that situation to take that first step to do the thing that, you know, what, what's the exercise that they can do that's going to at least break through that, that first barrier. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give you two exercises. The first one is very simple, you can do it right away. Write down your goals. Seriously, as if you visualize, if you write it down, something switches in your brain that makes that goal appear more real and, and you have to take action. So what I did back in, when I started out, I, wrote a, I put out a sheet of paper and I wrote down three different kind of goals. The first one is the, the intermediate goal. I would have, the, uh, I would have that, uh, a month from now, what do I want to look back? Or two weeks from now, right? Yeah. That's the very near future goal. Then the middle goal would be something like, uh, by the time next year, okay? Say like one year from now, where do I want to be? And then you have the long-term goal, five years from now, where do I want to be? And this could be anything. This could be, I want to make X, Y, Z amount of num uh, amount of money. This could be, I want to get with a girl, with two girls, you know, with whatever. I want to have a girlfriend. This could be, oh, I want to be in shape. I want to have, I want to be of this weight, you know, whatever that goal is, write them down. You can have multiple goals. That's cool too. And also add, how do I get there? That's important. So if you write down uh, a year from now, I want to have a kick-ass awesome girlfriend that I love and that loves me. How am I going to get there? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, it's not going to be through waiting and hoping she bumps into you at the corner of the library. <laughs> it's going to be like, okay, I got to start talking to people, talking to, girl, talking to girls. Now, that's the one exercise. The second exercise, talk to a stranger. It's so like, I'm such a big believer in talking to strangers, not necessarily talking to girls that you find attractive, but in general, talking to strangers. We're losing our ability to talk to strangers. We're yeah. very social, as I mentioned that earlier, but most of that so being social is happening online nowadays. And funny enough, it, it, it is so normal nowadays to talk to a stranger. Like if you talk to a stranger, they will understand that, yet nobody does it. It's funny. So if you talk to a stranger, you overcome your own fear. Uh, and you also recognize that 
people are not out there to get you. People are not out there being mean and being not interested. Like you'll have great conversations, surprisingly great conversations with random strangers. Now, if you're a guy who says, dude, I just want to get the girls, I just want to get the girls, cool. Talk to girls. Talk to hot girls only. If you're a guy who says, hey, I have a girlfriend. Oh, I'm not necessarily searching for a girlfriend right now, whatever it is. Talk to strangers at least. Just this operating outside your comfort zone and getting to know people, it's, it's amazing. And you'll network like crazy too. Like, like you will get to know people, even if it's at a bar, people that you might end up doing business with, people that you might – uh, uh, that might feature you on their channel, right? You, you right. never know. Socialize with people. So get out there. Nobody has reached the top alone. Nobody. Exactly. Even the, the boxer had a trainer, had a, a, an, an ecosystem of support around them. Get to know people. You never know, how, how, you never know how you can benefit from them and how they can benefit from you. That's what I would say. Awesome. Well said. Yep. I totally agree with you. On that, that's uh, it's it's been one of the things that's been extremely impactful in my life. You know, I had you know similar similar background, and 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 as I started talking to people, and it like it changed, like everything changed in my life, and and just having that confidence from doing it really like allowed me to do so many other things. I mean, even you know doing a YouTube channel, doing all this kind of stuff, it it came from that confidence I got from talking to people because it's hard to put yourself out there, but once you've you've got that, it, it's great. So, uh, oh, so, so uh, I want to make sure that I, I, uh, I plug your channel. So, so everyone that's been listening to this, this interview, uh, you know, make sure you go and check out, I'll put a link here for RSD Max. Uh, go check out his YouTube channel, go subscribe, go check out his videos. And, and like I said, you know, I, I think one of the reasons that, that I, I really like what, what uh what max is saying here is because his his approach is not to give you like a, a bunch of lines that you're going to use i mean i think the old kind of style pickup artists like we're, we're at first you know the pua kind of stuff way back way back was more of like look there's this magic formula that we're following and you say these things and you nag this girl and whatever and this and this works but but what max is really about and what i really appreciate is is the fact that he's like you know this is like this is this is more than just some lines. It's about improving yourself, becoming more of a man, becoming the kind of guy that you that you like yourself. Not that you have this false confidence. Uh, for those of you that have read uh, the game, I think I did a review on it, but you you understand that, like you know, I think uh, unfortunately that in that in that in that story, uh, what's his name, E, uh, or mystery, uh, he he. He didn't have the, the the kind of thing that the reason why he had such a tragic you know problem in that story was because he didn't have what what Max is teaching you, which is the other side of it to actually have true confidence, not just a bunch of a bag of tricks. And and that's that's what what uh, what made me say okay, got to have Max on the channel. So that's why I'm I'm giving you all this because I want you to know that go definitely check out his channel and he's going to teach you the right stuff that that I agree with. As opposed to, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there that will, will try and teach you how to how to get women and get girls and all this stuff. And, you know, if they're just teaching you tactics and they're not teaching you how to improve yourself as a person and to develop yourself and to actually build true confidence, it, it's it's not going to end well for you. <laughs> Would you agree, Max? Was that an adequate? Choose the growth. Choose becoming that person any time over any manipulative bullshit out there always become 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 that person yes awesome all right max well thank you very much uh is there anything else that you'd like to uh promote before we uh we end this uh, 
Thanks for having me, John. Super, super amazing. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Yeah, check out my YouTube channel. Uh, same stuff goes on Facebook. It's always RSD Max on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. It's RSD Maximilian, I think. But you type in RSD Max, you'll find me. Uh, John, this, this was amazing. This was great questions. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thanks for guiding me through the right things. Uh, I, I, I appreciate it a hell of a lot. And thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thank you. All right. Awesome. All right. We'll uh, talk to you next time. Take care. Peace. Hey, what's up? John here. Just wanted to make sure you aren't missing out. Only about half the content I put out is on this podcast. This podcast is created mostly from the audio from the YouTube videos I put out daily. When you get a chance, head on over to youtube.com forward slash simple programmer and click the subscribe button to get access to two to three new videos every day. Even if you prefer the audio format, make sure you subscribe at youtube.com forward slash simple programmer so you can check out what you might be missing.